It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. Welcome to it, folks. Time for another edition of VSIN Primetime. No Tim Murray, no Sean King. The Burke brothers filling in once again. I am Danny Burke. He is Adam Burke at Skating Tripods, where you can follow Adam on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 for myself. And there it is, baby. The vintage picture of us uh, emulating the Step Brothers, right? The sweater vests. We repped it good the other week. We didn't bring them out this time, but uh, hopefully we could still have a good show in front of us. We got a, uh, a good crew to hop on. Vaughn Delzell, NBC Sports. He'll talk some college hoops in about 15 minutes. Good slate to look forward to tonight. Yesterday was slim pickings. We got a solid, solid slate to look forward to tonight. I know Adam's got some plays, as do I. A little bit later in this first hour, we'll go to the ice, talk some puck with Jonathan Davis of NHL Series XM Radio. Big favorites on the ice tonight. We'll see if Jonathan's got any plays cooked up. And then a little bit later, we'll take it out to the Borgata. Thomas Gable will tell us all the big news in terms of the NFL, some big college basketball bets, whatever that may be. And look, even though the NFL season's over, we've got plenty to discuss with the NFL draft. But uh, Adam, my man, uh, we're feeling a little bit better about the slate to look forward to tonight, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Good college basketball slate for sure. Not a lot of quantity, but good quality tonight. So we'll be able to talk about that. Also, we can start the show with a Woj bomb that the Atlanta Hawks fired head coach Nate McMillan here Ooh. during the All-Star break. All right. So the Hawks right now 
eighth in the Eastern Conference, so they'd be very much part of that play-in tournament. They're three games behind the Heat, who are in seventh, so they'd have a long way to go to get into that top six. But uh, Nate McMillan gets his pink slip here during the All-Star break. Well, the Hawks have been such a frustrating team because they have enough talent to put it together, especially on the offensive side of the floor. But they've just been so back and forth and nothing special really in any category that it makes sense. You're not seeing any of these results. How many more times do you want the Hawks to join the play-in game and then eventually lose in the first round? So maybe this will give them a spark heading into the second half of the season. But again, Adam, they don't have the worst roster. We'll see if that can boost any kind of momentum for them. Yeah, their assistant coach Joe Prunty will take over. He was the interim coach for the Bucs in 2018. So he has some experience in this role at least. But, you know, obviously doing this during the All-Star break, you got some time to kind of figure some things out, a little bit of shuffling uh, as they don't play for three more days here. Let's switch news, talk a little bit of NFL to kick things off, too. Uh, out of the National Football League, Todd Munkin already making some headways here with his comments about Lamar Jackson saying if he holds out, if he decides to hold out, Munkin went on to say, sure, he'll be behind, but it's still just football. He went on to say, then sometimes we make this out to be way too much. We'll cater to what he knows and play. What have you made of this whole Lamar Jackson uh, franchise tag, what are they going to do with him now? What's going to happen in the long term? Uh, my assumption, at least, is that you know he's going to play this year. You get him some weapons afterwards. Who knows at that point? Yeah, I think this year it's, it's a lot simpler than what it may be made out to be. I think he'll just get franchise tagged. He'll play. There's definitely a lot of incentive for him as well to come out and play and prove that he can stay healthy for a full season. We'll see if he's actually able to do that here You know, after only playing 12 games again here this past season. Uh, but yeah, they'll tag him. He'll play, and we'll see what he does now in Todd Monken's offense, which should be a lot more creative than what we saw with Greg Roman. In terms of Lamar Jackson and this Ravens team in general, the way that he kind of conducted the end of this last season, does that have any bad effect, do you think, with the teammates, or is it more that us sitting outside, we make that kind of like you're saying, like, almost more than it needs to be, because I'm sure a lot of his teammates probably will look at his perspective and concur and go, Nah, man, you got to stay healthy. You got to get your bag and you don't want to risk it on the line. But then you did have former players saying it's the playoffs, man. You got to put yourself out there. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you had former players saying it. You didn't have the current players, you know, <laughs> kind of going up against Lamar Jackson here. And and as you said, I mean, you know, really in the NFL, you think about free agency and how many times you're able to get to it. Not a lot. So there's not a whole lot of time to get that bag that you referred to. I think that the players certainly understand the situation that Lamar Jackson's in. Obviously, he understands it himself. The Ravens front office does too. You know, everyone understands the situation here. But again, the, the biggest thing, I think Baltimore just wants him to be healthy. You know, that that's really all they're looking for. And again, they'll just use the franchise tag on him for this year and see what they can get out of him. Transitioning over to the hardwood, uh, Adam, this is quite the story as we've already already knew a majority of the details, I suppose. Maybe not a majority, but uh, pretty much what happened with the Alabama Crimson Tide and, you know, Darius Miles and Brandon Miller and now Coach Nate Oates in the news saying something along the lines of wrong spot, wrong time. Uh, not necessarily what you want to hear. And I mean, nothing, of course, out of what happened with the Crimson Tide in this situation as any kind of positivity. But especially now with that being a distraction, you know, we try to look at everything from the betting angle. Is this just adding more and more layers to something that was already horrendous? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, Nate Oates is, is not really doing a good job handling this situation. And, you know, the wrong place, wrong time thing 
apparently doesn't really jive with the story that you know, the police were saying that uh, it looks as though Brandon Miller was texted to bring a gun to what wound up being the crime scene. And Miller's a guy, 18.7 points per game, eight rebounds per game, you know, maybe the most productive player on a really, really good Alabama roster. And again, that pales in comparison to the loss of life from this tragedy. But, you know, for me, to, to bring it back to a sports betting standpoint, which is, you know, the context in which we apply a lot of these things, Miller would be a significant loss. And it, it appears that, you know, he was definitely very much involved in the situation that unfolded. And then you talk about, you know, Alabama, Nate Oates, they've really taken off since he wound up coming down to Tuscaloosa, was a very good head coach at Buffalo, brought that with him to Alabama. You know, for a team that some believe is the number one team in the country, this is a lot going on, and, and there's a very realistic possibility that they lose both their coach and their best player out of everything that's transpiring here. So, you know, I'll wait and see, and, and obviously it's a very sensitive subject to talk about, but, you know, for an Alabama team that has a lot of promise, you know, they're among the favorites to win the national championship, uh, they, you know, may have to, to make some personnel changes here. Yeah, it, it's really insane to see how this is going down and how it just keeps getting deeper and deeper. And you talk about Alabama being one of those top teams. I mean, I'm looking at some books who have Bama around the 8-1 to one mark, probably even lower at some other shops. And Alabama, to me, was one of those teams where I thought as a more on the favorite side is one that I would put stock in. If we're kind of taking maybe, say, Kansas out of the equation, putting them more mid-tier, because Alabama, efficiency-wise, offensive and defensively, I mean, if they're on their A game, they are the best team in the country. And again, I, I just don't see a viable way to get involved with them, especially with all of this breaking through. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, there's four regular season games left. They play South Carolina tomorrow. They'll be a three-touchdown favorite, probably something like that, 17, 18, 21 points in that range, even on the road in that game against the Gamecocks, assuming that you know Miller and Oates wind up being there. But you know, look, keep in mind, this is a team that's very, very dependent on the three-point shot. 47.7% of their shots have been three-point attempts, and Miller's a 43% three-point shooter, taking 191 of those. So you know, when you look at their offensive philosophy, this kid's a huge part of it. So again, this is definitely a situation to keep an eye on, but based on what we know now, and, and the price comes into play too, I would not invest in Alabama for anything, any future at this point in time. All right, Adam, you know we couldn't make it out of this first segment to talk about your guy, Derek Carr. Our producer, Britton, has made sure we had this <laughs> run down to talk about at the beginning of the show. I wish I wish Britton had a suggestion box because I'd have one for him. <laughs> I can only imagine what that would be. Uh, so not only do we get to talk about Derek Carr, what about his brother, too? So his brother, David, says Derek's free agency will be a long process. Oh, man. Big news right there. Is it? I mean, it, the, the, the length of the process is going to be when does Aaron Rodgers decide what he's going to do? And then possibly, you know, if we see some interest in Jimmy Garoppolo, something like that, that'll be however long the process is. But, I mean, look, there are a lot of teams out there that need a quarterback. And there are a lot of teams that could draft one, as we talked about yesterday on the show. And, and you know, today, again, you're seeing the draft buzz for Anthony Richardson all over Twitter. You know, we, we've got draft buzz about Will Levis. We've got draft buzz about... If, you, if you're a quarterback and you could go in the first round, you get a bunch of draft buzz at this time of the year. So it makes sense that Carr is going to wait and see how all these different moving parts shake out. That's, uh, that's not a big surprise at all. But again, as we talked about yesterday, he's maybe a top 20 quarterback in the NFL. Maybe. Yeah. So much ado about nothing, I think. <laughs> 
All right, before we head out in this segment, uh, we do have a college basketball game tipping off in about 20 minutes or so, and we're going to talk more college hoops next segment with Von Delzell, but I wanted to pick your brain about this game with Xavier and Villanova because we have seen some line movement here, Adam. Xavier open as a six-point favorite. Circa now has him as low as a four-point favorite. Uh, across the board, four in the hook seems to be the consensus number. Total 148 in the hook at the opener. 147.5 is now the popular spot. Did you like anything in this game? No, I didn't like anything in this game, but this is an interesting line move because we saw a similar thing on Saturday when Villanova was taking on Providence, where that number was five, closed about three and a half with money coming in on Villanova. A lot of people just viewing Villanova as a different team now that senior guard Justin Moore came back. And he's been back for, I think this will be his eighth game that he's been back for, but took him some time to kind of get reacclimated to the team. He only had... 14 points in his first two games. Three of his last four games, he scored at least 15 points. They're being power rated as a different team now with him back. And also an injury situation for Xavier where Fremantle, uh, one of their big guys, who I think had 22 points in the first meeting, uh, you know, he's been banged up. So, you know, you got a couple of injury situations here. One that hurts Xavier, one that helps Villanova. We saw that line move on Villanova on Saturday. Just a continuation here of, of kind of what we saw where the market believes Villanova's a buy team. We'll see if they actually live up to it here in this one as opposed to the 13-point loss they had to Providence on Saturday. Yeah, we talk about home and road splits, too. You don't maybe take that into account as much, but just for reference, Nova 3-8 and eight straight up on the road. Uh, Xavier 14-1 and one on their home floor, but again, they do have some injuries. Could be a reason why you're seeing this line go the opposite direction. I will say one game we can talk about home road splits is Michigan State and Indiana because yep. there's some huge ones for the Hoosiers. Yeah, that'll be a good one. We've got plenty of good college basketball games to unravel throughout the next several hours here on VEASAN Primetime. Danny Burke, Adam Burke alongside. We are filling in for Tim Murray and Sean King. So coming next, we'll keep it in the realm of college hoops. Vaughn Delzell of NBC Sports will be hopping on. He's got plenty of plays to dish out. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. It is VEASAN primetime here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke and Adam Burke filling in for Tim Murray and Sean King live here at Circa Sportsbook to talk about some of the college hoops action tonight because we got some good games to look forward to. We're going to welcome on Von Delzell at VMoney Sports where you can catch him on Twitter, all of his content over at NBC Sports. Vaughn, appreciate you making some time, my man. Uh, You and I were talking before we brought you on air. It is a better slate tonight than last night where we maybe had to reach for some games to get some action, but a lot of entertaining ones, and I think it's probably going to be the most entertaining is Michigan State and Indiana. I personally am invested in this game, and it looks like you are as well. So uh, what kind of action you're rocking with there in East Lansing? Yeah, I think this game is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be very emotional, too, out the gate, especially the first time since Michigan State's been playing since that campus tragedy. So expect a lot of pregame stuff going on there. Uh, Michigan State to come out, you know, with a fire lit. And they also, revenge spot for them. They lost at Indiana earlier this year. 
Love taking home teams in Big Ten play. They're 21-9 and nine on the money line the last 30 games. So, <clears throat> excuse me. There's a lot to like uh, for Michigan State. But you look at the eye test, you look at the rosters, you look at seeding. It's not even close. Indiana is the better team. But in college basketball, it's kind of wonky like that. And the last trend I'll throw you guys, which probably people probably already talked about on here, is the unranked home favorites against ranked opponents. Uh, 29 and 13 against the spread this season. Michigan State falls into that, along with Virginia Tech tonight. Uh, so I do like Sparty, but I'd rather take him out the gate in the first half because I do think Indiana's the better team. But the Hoosiers haven't looked as strong in their last one or two games. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I think this will be one of the best games on the slate for sure. The game that I'm most interested in tonight, actually down in the SEC, Tennessee and Texas A&M, where Tennessee's struggling a little bit here of late. You know, we've kind of seen their offense go into a shell in a few of their games, and Texas A&M, a tough team to score on. Not only are you looking at this game here tonight, Vaughn, but you also mentioned something during the break I think is really interesting about possibly taking a look at Texas A&M from a future standpoint. Yeah, A&M, I mean, they've been getting hot, hot, hot. People are saying the public's starting to realize the wagon that they are, the wagon that they could be. Um, and I hate, you know, realizing how good of a team is this late in the season, but they present a lot of value in the futures market. I was looking just before here, uh, 25 to one, I saw final four market and 121, the national champion market. And, uh, you know, you have teams like Michigan State, Oklahoma State at 10 to one, Rutgers at nine to one, Auburn, Providence at eight to one, Boise State or West Virginia at 10 to one. I'd take A&M over a lot of these teams. They have a lot better guard play. Defensively, they've been really, really good at home. That's been the key to their success. They're undefeated at home in conference play. Uh, and Tennessee's a team, you know, you, you'd like to take them in a bounce-back spot here coming off a loss. Uh, and they've done well. They've held five of their last six opponents to 59 or less points. But this is another grind. I expect this to be a low-scoring game. You see the line movements trending towards A&M with uh, Tennessee having two guys banged up potentially questionable for this game might not play so uh, I like A&M I lean them on the money line but my play in this game was the first half under 60 and a half Tennessee has been out slow slow out the gate 19 and 29 points the last two games uh, now you go to A&M tough atmosphere uh, you know they're gonna play defense I'll say that so I like the first half under 60 and a half in this one Yvonne, let's move to some Big East action. Creighton hosting Marquette. The first time they played, the Golden Eagles got the best of them, 69-58. to 58. So you've talked about revenge angles. Do you see this potentially being one for the Blue Jays, who have seemingly been laying five and a half for most of the day? I do. I want to ask you guys, Have has everyone on your show been taking Marquette, or they've been taking Creighton that you guys have talked to today? Uh, so you're the first guest we've talked to today, Vaughn. In terms of the oh, rest okay. of the network, I don't know if you've seen anybody on one side or the other, Adam. I, I don't know if it's been the most popular game that people have selected. No, I think it is interesting because, you know, you as you mentioned, you know, Marquette took care of business in the first game, but Ryan Kalkbrenner didn't play in the first game. So you want to throw that one out. But Marquette, number one team in the country in terms of offensive efficiency. So some people may be kind of surprised that this line's sitting there at five and a half. But Vaughn, it seems like you're not. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's college basketball. Nothing's really surprising. If you're surprised, Creighton's laying five and a half. I mean, <laughs> some of the other lines uh, got to gotta have you scratching your head. I mean, yesterday I received multiple texts from friends. Uh, why is Kansas an underdog at TCU? They're obviously the better team. And I'm expecting the same test, text tonight about Indiana and Marquette. And uh, Marquette, you know, they, they've been great. Like you said, number one offensive efficiency, especially on the road, too, they're the number one offensive efficiency squad. 
but yeah, this is a revenge game for Creighton. Kyle Brenner's back, and that's the big point. But since he's returned, they've been the number four overall rated team in Bartorovic since December 22nd. In the last 10 games, nine and one. He obviously double OT loss at Providence was their only loss. Uh, but Marquette's been interesting on the road because I, I took them against UConn. Similar line where I was like, why is Marquette getting this many points at UConn? And they got spanked. Not saying that's going to happen here again, but you look at who they've beat already at, on the road. Georgetown, DePaul, Seton Hall, St. John's, four of their last five wins. You expect them to beat those teams. And their losses, uh, UConn, Xavier, and Providence on the road. You expect them to lose to those teams. So I expect them to lose to Creighton. I expect Creighton to close it out late. Should be a great game, but free throws and threes will be the difference. And I think the Blue Jays have the, uh, the edge in those particular areas. By the way, you talk about teams in recent performance. We talked about this on our VSIN College Basketball Podcast, myself and Tim Murray. Since January 1st, Texas A&M is the number two team in the country, according to Bart Torvik. So to Vaughn's point about me getting involved in that futures market, especially if they win tonight, that futures price is really going to yeah. be chopped down rather significantly. Another game that you have some interest in as we go to the Big 12 here, Vaughn, Texas and Iowa State. What are you seeing in this game that you like? And you got a position on both the side and the total. Yeah, this is probably actually a game, too, that people are saying, why is Iowa State getting seven and a half points? How good they've been. Everyone's giving them a three or four seed. I had them slotted as a five seed, but I think there's opportunity for Iowa State to drop out here at the six, seven range, maybe even farther back than that. I wouldn't be shocked if they dropped to a 10 because on the road, they are struggling. And that's the thing about them. When they're on a neutral court, too, it's going to be the same thing. Offensively, uh, free throw percentage, 63% on the road. Three-point percentage, 29%. Uh, they turn the ball over to over 21% of the time. You know, those are things that when you trail in a game on the road, how are you going to get back into the game if you don't make free throws, you don't make threes, and you turn the ball over more than often against your opponent? But Texas has done everything well, and it got home 15-1 and one this season. Uh, nothing really when you look at the long runs worth fading here. But Iowa State scored 62 or less in four of their last six road games. Makes me like the uh, the team total under 64.5 here for the Cyclones. I took Texas minus 7.5 as well. Caleb Grill for the Cyclones is questionable. Missed last game. They scored 55, uh, and they just struggled in the second half of that game. And I think you'll see a similar thing here. So I like the Longhorns. We got the, we got the horns up tonight. Uh, but I do think this is a game that could be worth watching in the first half, and then it's kind of, you know, second half. You might as well change the channel. Hey, Vaughn, we got about 45 seconds or so to go. You mentioned some of these home and road splits, very apparent with Iowa State and very apparent yeah. with the Hoosiers as well. How much do you think that's going to be impacted come tournament time? Because certainly it's more of the neutral type of feel, but do you think we'll still be able to apply that on a game-to-game -game basis with those two teams, for example? A lot, a lot of my cap in March, I mean, you do look at who's terrible on the road and you want to fade those teams right off the bat. I mean, there's a couple of teams – uh, like that last year, Providence, uh, Purdue, Alabama, all teams I was trying to fade every single opportunity I had in the March, and I'll probably be doing the same with Purdue again this year. But what I look for more is matchups. I think that's a very important factor, how many teams have bigs, how many teams don't rebound well and have that, because rebounding, three-point shooting, and free-throw shooting, I think are the three, point, three most important factors in handicapping college basketball, um, especially if you're taking a favorite. If you're taking a favorite in March, uh, they've got to be a team that can get clean up the glass when they miss shots, and they've got to be able to make their freebie. So I have a few teams circled, but A&M's climbing the ranks for me. Crane's another team climbing the ranks for me. 
Um, I have a future ticket on Arizona. And if you're looking at Kansas, I think Kansas is another team right now we're taking a look at Final Four National Champion, too. On Delzell at V Money Sports, where you can catch him on Twitter to sports betting content over at NBC Sports. Vaughn, appreciate you making some time. Best of luck with all your action tonight, my man. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the Berg Show. I appreciate it, gentlemen. Best of luck tonight, you too. Appreciate it. There we go. We're getting a little bit of recognition from the uh, from the outside crew here. Always yeah, here. Burke and Burke. We're yes, or Vsin's version of Mike and Mike, right? <laughs> I guess so. Hopefully, we end a little bit better, more amicably, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. When we come back here on Vsin Prime Time, Adam and I, the Burke brothers, right? The aforementioned Burke brothers. We'll get into some of our top plays tonight, specifically on the hardwood with college hoops. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way Beeson is here to make you a smarter handicapper year-round. So go ahead and check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. Welcome back to it. It is VEASAN Prime Time. Danny Burke and Adam Burke filling in for Tim Murray and Sean King. And as always, live out of the Circus Sportsbook here in Fremont. And uh, Adam, we got some plays to dish out, my man. You've got a couple. I've got a couple. Yours maybe not as highlighted as mine. But hey, that's where you find some good some good opportunities, potentially. All right, let's start with your St. Louis and Richmond, my man. Uh, Looked like an open pick. Maybe St. Louis getting a little bit of love in some spots. Uh, explain your position here, pal. Yeah, well, at least when we put up the graphics boards for these games today, uh, we'll actually have logos for the teams, which isn't always <laughs> the case with some of the games I talk about here. Uh, so St. Louis and Richmond, I think it's a pretty interesting game here because from a Richmond standpoint, this is their first game without head coach Chris Mooney. So Chris Mooney having heart surgery, actually, so a pretty serious thing. Team found out about it a few days ago. Uh, they had a few days off, actually. They've had about a week off or so. But this game's a pick em here tonight, and I just think St. Louis is the better team. You know, and, and people can say, oh, well, Richmond will rally with, you know, Mooney gone, and, you know, they'll rally for the interim guy, Peter Thomas, who actually played at Richmond. Maybe they do, but St. Louis is just a better team. And Richmond is a team that's very, very dependent on the three-point shot, and they don't shoot it well. They are not a good three-point shooting team. 33.5%, that's below average. They're only 30% in conference play, but they're taking a three over 44% of the time. So it's hard to see them scoring a lot of points against a decent St. Louis defense. St. Louis gets to the rim a lot more. I think that's going to be beneficial for them. And when you look at the games that Richmond has played against teams in this conference that get to the rim, they lost by 12 to VCU, lost to UMass by nine. St. Louis' second-highest close-two shot share in the A-10, so I took Pickham with St. Louis here tonight over Richmond. I like it. May have to tell you on that one. Uh, what about San Jose State and Nevada? You got some action here. Nevada up to a nine-point favorite at home, total about 134 in the hook. Yeah, so, you know, I talked about it yesterday that 
I think it's important to go back and look at that first meeting and see if there's anything you can find from it that could be an actionable piece of info, something like that. Well, what I found in the first meeting is that a lot of things went Nevada's way that usually don't. So Nevada won at San Jose State on January 7th by 27 points. So you're probably wondering, why would I want to take San Jose State plus nine after they got blown out in the first meeting? Well, Nevada doesn't get to the rim much. They're not a good offensive rebounding team. They did both of those things in that first game. They actually had, I think it was 15 offensive rebounds in the first game. They're 333rd in the country in offensive rebounding percentage. So it's just a big outlier. San Jose State had 20 turnovers in that game. Nevada's turnover percentage is pretty average on defense, so I don't expect that to happen again. I just think this line's a little bit big. San Jose State, a bottom 20 team in tempo. They do not go up and down the floor, so that should tighten this game up a little bit as well. But ultimately, I just looked at the first meeting, and I was like, man, there are so many things that happened for Nevada that I don't expect to happen again. So I'll take the nine with San Jose State, who's typically a pretty good team in an underdog role. I like it. So taking the points with San Jose, or pardon me, uh, or yeah, with yeah, San, San Jose, Jose State, State, and then you're going with St. Louis in the pick'em spot. All right, I dig it. Uh, my two bets here, and it's a couple popular games, and I'm sure a popular side with this first one, Michigan State and Indiana. I know a lot of VEASAN uh, hosts are also on this side with the Spartans. I laid minus a buck 50 on the money line here. Typically, that's just how I do it. If it's a shorter spread, I'm more comfortable laying a tad bit more if I think it's going to come down to the wire and I don't want to sweat out what potential shenanigans, nonsense can ensue with late game shots, falling, all those type of things and having to rely on these kids. Look, if you told me you're laying three and certainly two and a half with Michigan State, have no problem with that whatsoever. As we know, Adam, this is the first game back at home in East Lansing for the Spartans after the tragedy on campus. Uh, Michigan State coming off that loss after that at Michigan, and they really played very solid that entire game until about the last two and a half minutes. It was tied up, and then it kind of crumbled. The Wolverines finally got a spark from that home crowd momentum, hit some big buckets, and took over the game. And I just think Michigan State at this time of the year, too, all things aside, like Tom Izzo typically thrives this, this point of the season. And at this point of the season, Michigan State desperately needs a win here. So I think all of those things also will help them. And then we haven't even talked about Indiana with their home and road splits. They're 2-7-1 against the spread on the road. 4-6 and six straight up. Michigan State, by the way, 10-2 straight up at home. You had a good number earlier. We were talking before the show uh, about the three-point differential home and away for the Hoosiers. What was that exactly? Yeah, so in eight conference games at home, Indiana's shooting 45.4% from three. In eight conference games on the road, 31.4% from three so a 14 percent difference also in their eight road games in big 10 play they have the highest turnover percentage at 19.6 percent that's 14th out of the 14 teams in the big 10 so this is a team that's just much much different in bloomington than they are out on the road and they are on the road tonight yeah so okay count me in there i'm on michigan state on the money line minus a buck 50. the other game i got some action in and uh, we were talking about this with vaughn a little bit the Aggies hosting the Volunteers. So Texas A&M opened up as about a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I think it might have touched three, if I'm not mistaken. But now, Adam, we see it. Uh, maybe not, maybe it didn't touch three, but two, two-and-a-half might have been the highest that we saw with the Aggies. Again, I played the money line here. I went minus a buck 30 with Texas A&M. I, I get why maybe there's a little bit of love for Tennessee here. I mean, defensively, one of the best in the nation. We understand that. 
But Texas A&M has been such a great team as of late. And at home, they're 13 and one straight up, 10 and four against the number. They do a really good job too, Adam, of getting to the free throw line a lot. And Tennessee is pretty vulnerable in allowing their opponents to get to the charity stripe a pretty decent amount. Uh, again, Tennessee, their second in defensive efficiency. The Aggies, though, their eighth in defensive field goal conversion rate has a metrics. You and I reference that a lot. They do a good job. Eric does of listing all of that out. In Tennessee, 136 in offensive field goal conversion rate. It's kind of one of those things where I feel like maybe Texas A&M, it's not like they're getting disrespected or anything, but I, I feel like they should be a bigger favorite in this spot. And if Tennessee on the road can come, to Texas A&M's court and beat them, so be it. But I think we're getting a pretty good bargain with the Aggies in this spot. Yeah, and also there's something here about this game that I really don't like for Tennessee, two things. One is they're still coached by Rick Barnes, so I definitely <laughs> don't like that. Buzz Williams is a very good head coach for Texas A&M, by the way. The second thing is Tennessee is very reliant on shooting threes, right? Their three-point rate is 40%. They're only shooting 32.2%. Texas A&M does not let you inside. Their shot share on close twos According to Bart Torvik, 29.7% on defense. So you can't get to the rim against Texas A&M. So what do you have to do? You have to shoot jump shots, and you have to shoot a lot of long ones. Tennessee doesn't shoot the three well. So that's something I worry about for Tennessee in this game, how they're going to score. If they shoot well from three, this bet's dead in the water. If they don't shoot well from three, A&M may win convincingly. So that's the big thing for Tennessee and kind of the problem with them. For as physical and as athletic as they are and all that, they just don't get to the rim enough for my liking. All right, Adam. So those are the two plays I got. I had another that, man, I've been teetering whether or not I should play this. And I was waiting to get your thoughts on it. And now that the line's at three and a half, it is here at Circa and some other outlets. I feel like I almost have to. Miami's catching three in the hook on the road against Virginia Tech. And look, we all understand it's the ranked opponent going against the non-ranked and the line movement is going toward the Hokies. And the record's been great this year. We understand that. But Adam, I mean, you look at these numbers, these stats, these metrics, Miami is a really good team and they should have the advantages in this game. Why is the line moving so much to Vatek? Well, I think there's a few things. One is this trend of the unranked home favorite, as you mentioned, and I don't even know what the record is. I don't pay attention to trends, but it is something that's been dominating the, the gambling space on social media and all that. The second thing is there's this perception out there about the Hurricanes that they're not a good road team. Because early on, they lost some games on the road. They failed to finish some games. They had some leads and blew them, all that. They've played pretty well on the road here recently. I mean, they beat Clemson. They beat North Carolina. They you know, had a close loss to Pip. They blew out Florida State by 23 the game prior to that. But there's this perception about them that they're not very good on the road. I don't think that's true at all. They're a top-10 team in offensive efficiency. They can score absolutely anywhere. And in the first meeting against Virginia Tech, they had 92 points. I mean, maybe Virginia Tech can get to 83 again, but Miami did whatever they wanted offensively in that first meeting. I see no reason why they wouldn't do the same tonight. I, I think Miami is the side here. And the last thing I'll mention real quick, because I know we're coming up against the break, Daily Wager was on, the ESPN show that was on here in the studio. Two people on that show took Virginia Tech, minus two and a half, and then you saw the odds screen light up. So you can see the influence of some of the media that's out there moving these lines. So that's what kind of pushed it out to three and a half, I think. Yeah, and Miami, 8-2 and two against the number on the road as well. You talk about their home and road splits, and maybe I was a little scared to go against Virginia Tech because of all that movement, but now that it's at three in the hook, I think I might have to dabble with the Hurricanes. We'll talk some hockey next here on Prime Primetime. Jonathan Davis, hopping on.
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is v prime Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the Sports Betting Network. Attention, BetMGM customer. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Well, here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus 
when you sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. And once your friend signs up and makes the deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And then once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you yourself will receive a $50 bonus as well. So go ahead and share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Wrapping up hour one here of three hours on VEASAN Primetime. Filling in for Tim Murray and Sean King, I'm Danny Burke. And to my left, it is Adam Burke at Skating Tripods, where you can catch him on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 for myself. We have talked plenty of college hoops thus far, Adam. So uh, time to switch it up a little bit. Let's head to the ice, talk some puck with our guy Jonathan Davis over there at Sirius XM NHL Radio at West Coast Hockey, where you can catch him on the tweets. Jonathan, a pleasure as always, my man. Uh, look, Tuesdays are usually a great day for hockey games. And look, there's a ton to look through, but today's kind of uh, interesting because we have some huge, huge favorites. For example, Tampa Bay taking on Anaheim. The Lightning is high as a $6 favorite. How do you look to play a game like this if you feel like getting involved? Uh, well, I think there, you know, there are a couple ways. You can look at the total at, at over 6.5. I mean, Anaheim's been leaking goals. I think their last four games, it's been either nine or ten goals they've given up. or they, There have been total goals in each of those four. You know, you could also play the Tampa team total over 4.5, though I think, I think the game total over 6.5 is best. I think Tampa can get there pretty much on their own uh, against Anaheim, even despite Anaheim's 4-3 uh, loss yesterday in, in Florida. You could even look at the, you know, an alternate puck line. You know, you play Tampa at minus two and a half. Guys, Anaheim has lost by three or more goals this year in 20, 25 of their 40 losses, three or more goals. We got a rivalry game tonight, a very interesting one, one that's near and dear to my heart as a Sabres fan, a long-suffering Buffalo Sabres fan. Maple Leafs and Sabres tonight. Any thoughts on this game, John? Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. And, and I, look, I'm cheering for Buffalo just because I want them to make the playoffs. I've been kind of equating the Buffalo Sabres to the Detroit Lions, the NFL. They're, they're a real fun team to watch. I think they could be kind of dangerous if they get in. Uh, but they've given Toronto fits in, in Buffalo over the years. I think the Maple Leafs, though, who beat them earlier this year, I think it was 5-1 or 5-2, are, are, are truly the better team, guys. And so I, I think, you know, the way you, you approach this, you know, the Maple Leafs fall into that uh, into that uh, sweet spot that I like to call of, of a road favorite anywhere between minus 175 and minus 200. Those road favorites are clicking at 74%. I'd also look at the Leafs team total of over three and a half. Jonathan, talk to me about this game up in Minnesota, the Wild hosting the Kings, and it looks like Copley should be tending the pipes for Los Angeles, who's been a revelation for this Kings team. 17-3-1, uh, 2.70 goals against average this season. Gustafsson looks like he is going to take the net over Marc-Andre Fleury, and he statistically has been better than Fleury, yet this number after that announcement seemingly went to the side of Los Angeles. And look, the Kings have been dominant as of late. They've been on a four-game winning streak, averaging about six goals per game in that span. How, how, like, what are we expecting here? I mean, does that hot streak continue? Does Gustafsson 
show up and be the better goalie. I, I leaned toward Minnesota here, but I couldn't get here because the line movement made me a little perplexed. Yeah, I'm a little confused on that as well. Well, here's the thing. I think uh, Philip Gustafson is the better goalie between Gustafson and Fleury. He's proven that to me this year. L.A. has been playing really well. They play very smart. I look at playing this game in two different ways. One, I play the first period under. The Wild have gone under, I think, in eight straight first periods. Then I would then look to the second period over where both these teams are crushing it on that second period over. And if you really want to get crazy, guys, if you if you get that second period under, if that hits, I would even consider the live lining that game over. Him, I'm interested in here for tonight just because it's kind of an interesting situational spot here for Carolina. You know, they come off of playing that outdoor classic game against the Capitals. You know, a lot of fanfare goes into that game. You're kind of in the spotlight, all that. It's a pretty big moment. You got friends and family asking for tickets and everything. Now you take on the St. Louis Blues tonight, and you do so in a really big favorite role. You feel like maybe there's a letdown coming for the Hurricanes, or are they just too much for the Blues to handle? Yeah, I don't think Rod Brindamore lets his team let down. That guy's a beast. He'll 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 beat the snot out of anybody who who, uh, who lets down in front of him uh, on the bench. Uh, the blue, the, the I'm sorry, the, the Canes are just too good in my opinion. I, I again, I would look at playing that team total over three and a half, or if you have the option to play the first to four, if you're you know if you if, if that's an option because you get you get better numbers at it. I don't see St. Louis scoring four, and the Blues guys, I think they in. In their 30 losses this year, they've given up at least four 27 times. That's the way I play this game, either team total over three and a half or race to four. All right, Jonathan, another game that certainly caught my attention and probably was one of two that I was very close to playing, ultimately didn't do, but takes place in Nashville. The Predators hosting the Canucks. I mean, Nashville's been such a back and forth team. Soros hasn't played as well as he did last year, especially at home. The Predators need this game to help their playoff lives. It's slim, but they still have life. The Canucks on the other side, not so much. One of the worst, if not the worst, penalty-killing team, I believe, in the NHL. And they're putting out a goalie who's going to have his first road start tonight. Is that right? Yeah, and well, look, stick a fork in, in the Nashville Predators. I'm sorry. You know, look, <laughs> they, you know, you can you can say talk about UC Stars. I think he's been one of their best players this year. For me, you know, the, the the downfall for the Predators is that they're, two of their best players from last year are kind of resorting back to their previous years in, in Ryan Johansson and Matt Deshane. Look, the best play of the night tonight, guys, the, the first, a goal in the first 10 in this game. Vancouver is 27-2 and two on the road. We've had a goal in the first 10 minutes of a Canucks road game. That's, that, that, for me, is the best play. And, and they've hit nine straight overs in the first period as well. But 27 and 2, that's pretty good. Definitely is good. One more game I want to ask you about here, Jonathan. So Vegas has gotten healthy and they've gotten hot in the process. They've rattled off five in a row. I saw their 2 1 win against the Sharks. I uh, was able to go check out that game and they scored the game winner with about 17 seconds left. Now they take that show on the road and they're in a big favorite spot here. First game of a road trip against the Chicago Blackhawks. Do the Golden Knights keep rolling here or is there maybe some value on the dog? I think there is some value on the dog, and, and I say that only because if you take a look at what Vegas has coming up after this game, this one kind of scares me with the Golden Knights because they've got Colorado, they've got Calgary, they've got Carolina, they've got New Jersey, and I think the Rangers as well. So they've got five really tough opponents after this one. It could be a you know a potential look-ahead game for Vegas. For me, a stay-away game. Maybe you put some pizza money on the Chicago Blackhawks, 
Guys, I almost wonder, though, Danny, if we see Patrick Kane, you know, switching locker rooms at some point uh, in the next 24 hours. Yeah, and that drew my curiosity. I mean, we saw him with that marvelous hat trick against the Maple Leafs over the weekend, and we're always just speculating, is this going to be his last home game? And this certainly would be the one if it is. And I was looking at, like, his shots on goals, and it was like three and a half with some uh, – or there was some plus money to the over. I think it was like plus 125 to the over. For him to get a point, it was like minus a buck fifty. so I didn't lay it. But do you think because of that, it would still be enticing to look at him maybe over the shots on goals over three and a half at like plus 125? Yeah, look, I think Patrick Kane could be auditioning for the team that he's playing against tonight. So absolutely. And the other team that he could be uh, traded to is the Dallas Stars. And the interesting thing there is, is that uh, I think after this game there, they've got a home game. The Dallas Stars are back in Chicago just before the actual trade deadline. Patrick Kane's auditioning. He's, he's not happy that he's not a New York Ranger. Vegas is a team that he's rumored to go to. Wouldn't surprise me if he tries to put on another show tonight like he did against the Maple Leafs. Jonathan Davis, folks, at West Coast Hockey, where you can catch him on Twitter and you can listen to him on Sirius XM NHL Radio. Jonathan, always a blast to talk some puck with you, my man. Best of luck with all your action tonight. Look forward to doing it again soon. All right, take care, guys. Enjoy. Got it. Much appreciated. Uh, yeah, Adam. I uh, say. I I'm I thought it was the start of a road trip for Vegas because I mean Chicago's not a quick flight by any means. Mm-hmm. It's a standalone road game. Yeah, going out to Chicago and then you come right back and play Calgary and Dallas from a situational spot standpoint. I don't hate giving a look at the Blackhawks there. Or maybe Blackhawks plus one and a half. Something like that. It's just a weird spot for Vegas. Yeah, and I think for Vegas, it's uh, Brossois who's taking the net, and this Uh is going to be his first start with the Golden Knights this season. Uh, He's been playing with the Henderson Silver Knights, 91% on his saves in 23 games. So we'll see if he can translate that to success immediately at the United Center there in Chicago in what could be Patrick Kane's final game. Well, coming next, uh, we'll get back into college basketball. Adam Burke, Danny Burke here on VEASAN Primetime, filling in for Tim Murray and Sean King. Some games tipping off. Where did those lines close? We'll tell you next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.